watching Prohibition fall down. What's up, DGC? Hanging out for some Grow Talk. Grow Talk. What's better, Scotty, the live show or the non-live show? Or does it matter? I don't know if it really matters too much. We have a, we have a couple screw-ups every now and then. A couple of, wait a minute, who makes that again? Google hey, that. Hey, very soon the live stream will be almost indistinguishable from the actual show, too. Yeah, cool. yeah. I do like yelling, doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show's Grow Talk, guys. Grower questions off dudegrows.com. It's uh, a pretty subtle shirt you got there, Scotty, for today. Just a little bit of incognito weed leaves, kind of. Yeah, you know what? Like, sometimes they just show up. This one just showed up in the shirt drawer, and sometimes they disappear, too. Okay. So, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, it has weed on it, so I thought it just, you know, it fit me to a T. Hmm? I'll take it. I'll take it. Let me give y'all, y'all preview today's show. Grower questions. We got uneven LED par spread by Weediologist. <laughs> Adjusting a flowering cycle mid-run, mid-run by Vina Vinalone. Um, and a soil grower, but clones are in cocoa. Hi, Stoned Trout Bomb. How you doing, Stoned Trout Bomb? Uh, I don't well, think he get kicked out of the soil club or something, man. Got a good grow hack coming at you as well as what's going on in our grows. Yeah. All right. Before we get into that, man, what it's getting close here. It's getting close to hook up that 300 R spec. If Bruce Banner hasn't come over and stole it yet from you. No, I'm uh, keeping an eye on it over here. <laughs> the horticultural lighting group, 300 R spec, uh, giving away to the people supporting the show over on Patreon, dogrows.com forward slash support. If you haven't yet, make a comment on that post called grower hookup 300 R spec. Going to go through this weekend and read the comments and hook it up uh, as well as free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Best Coast Genetics, five-packed new members coming on board, helping out 30% off real growers recharge. I even sent out the deal, uh, the Katsu Breeder discount code. So we're working on all kinds of things, guys. Details are dudegrows.com forward slash support. And then just the good feeling. I'll go into the good feeling today, Scotty. Supporting quality content, supporting supporting non-programming, guys. Uh, not having that the show's owned by you shows owned by the listeners shows built by the ggc uh, we go through grow talk we put all this together get all your feedback so love what's going on in the community as scotty says the community yeah absolutely i wonder i don't think anybody really does own this show do they <laughs> technically no i don't think so you know so uh, i can see like going into a bank and being like yes i work six years at this every day and they'd be like well do you no it's just a thing on the internet man <laughs> Other great things to do. Comment, like, subscribe on YouTube. Share the show. Tell your friends. Tell your fellow growers. Play it in your grow store. Play it at the dispensary. Play it in your grow. Uh, we don't spend money on marketing, guys. It's the word of mouth is the most powerful form of advertising that I've seen work for a lot of cool ass, you know, missions, businesses. So spread the word of the show. That helps out a bunch as well. Absolutely. Tell your grow right. store. I always love it when we get get uh, talked up at the grow stores and when we're played at the grow store. Fuck yeah. Grow stores running pretty strong, huh? As far as you know, you know, you, you deal with a bit of grow stores with real growers recharge. Mm -hmm. I was I was worried about the brick and mortar with, uh, you know, everything coming on long, online strong um, and all the different stores online. But you see a pretty good scene. You're more tied in than me now. A, a you need the good advice, but B, there are people you like to hang out with. I used to go over to Way to Grow almost all the time to see Courtney and the guys. Shit, Jaren used to work at Way to Grow back in the day. And you would go there and he'd be like, yeah, check out these things over here or have you seen this new soil 
or maybe it'd steer you away from something. But you got really good advice from folks. For the most part, the people that work at the grow stores, at least I shout it out to my home store, Way to Grow, know their shit. I'm even thinking about Brent, the professor at the grow shop who is uh, uh, right down near us. A lot of these guys, you go there, Mike over at Mountain Lion, they know their shit. And and uh, with the grow store market and everything uh, and how strong they are, it really depends on uh, how developed the cannabis market is in the area. Because in the newer emerging markets, the, the, the market is really fragmented and there's a, a lot of grow stores uh, competing and everyone's making money. And then in the places where it's more developed um, – it's, it's less fragmented and there's more big grow big stores. The big guys are there and then they've sadly kind of gotten rid of all the littler guys or absorbed them. So you're right. There is a lot of big business modeling coming in like the, hey, look, we sell everything super cheap and then we squeeze everybody out. But there's a lot of personal relationships in it as well where – I don't care. I'll pay four bucks more for a, for a bag huh. of soil because I know the owner and the owner supports me. I dig. I dig. Um, yeah, it is important. That's mainly what I saw. A lot of times people didn't have, uh, you know, they couldn't just go talk to their neighbor about their grow. They couldn't go talk to the people at work about their grow. Half their friends, more than that, they couldn't talk to about their grow. So they go to the grow store and talk to them about their grow. And you'd be super shaded ordering mail order is what they used to call it uh, for your yeah. grow. You'd be like, fuck, yeah. no, I'm not ordering fucking a hydroponic bucket system with Rockwell slabs. I always get stuff. Yeah, says, my cop. Please deliver discreetly. My cop buddy does say that they, uh, yeah, they can get on those lists. They can see where that stuff's going. I got a delivery long. of a carbon filter one time when I was still in Virginia. And the delivery dude delivering the like 110 pound carbon filter was just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. He's cool. Who's growing some dank grow talk. Uh, I'll sum that up though, guys. Dogrows.com forward slash support. We helped you grow. We helped you grow the dank. Help off the show. Let's keep this going. Coming at you strong. Yes. So who is growing some dank on dogrows.com? This is Mephesto Auto by Jedi Mind Tricks. Man, doesn't that thing look like he could be like an alien or something? Oh no. Thanks. That is an awesome bud right there. Looks fabulous. Yeah. All right, Jedi Mind Tricks. Hey, DC, <laughs> wanted to know, uh, throw up a few picks. My first grow, I've been listening a while at work as a pesticide applicator. I know, I know, but got to pay the bills, you know? Well, hang on, though, <laughs> man. He probably has a, a healthy respect for those chemicals as to where instead of being ignorant, he understands them and understands how important it is to keep them off his weed. Keep them off his uh, weed, or if you have to use them on something, using them responsibly and properly. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't be too happy depending. I mean, I guess it's what you're spraying. If I'm walking around town with a backpack full of Roundup, like, I don't know if I'm going to have a good day. My buddy was the Chemlon guy. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. I've been listening to Wild Work. Okay, we got that. It's great that I can learn, and if it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with you guys, I used to work construction with. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for the out-of-the-box thinking and ideas you guys have. Keep breaking prohibition down. P.S. This is right before CHOP. And I took the idea of leaving my gals in the dark for two days. The resin gain was incredible. Mm. I'm sold 10,000%, if that's possible mathematically. Thanks for the tip, Jedi Mind Tricks. That's awesome. Uh, First of all, I he mean, says, uh, I, it's, it's great that I can learn, and it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with guys I used to work construction with. 
Gotcha. Yeah. I yep. screwed that up a little bit. <laughs> Y'all have any memories of that? Like oh, one of my first jobs, I was like, yeah, I'll work construction. This is great. And, you know, it was great for a little while. Anyway. But the guys over at the lunch truck or whatever, oh, man, that was some conversation that opened your eyes, right, as a young guy? Very eclectic group, <laughs> such as when I worked tree work as a groundman, yeah. a climber for a little bit, man, quite the, uh, yeah, very eclectic group, we'll say. Yeah, even eating lunch off the roach coach. Oh, I just remember, I don't know why, the, 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 the foreman one day is like, have you smelt John's Big Gulp Cup? Doesn't smell really like soda in there, does it? It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Thanks, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks. The flower looks beautiful yes. and sold on the guys he's talking about putting your flower. Hey, you know, you're going to chop in a few days. I used to do this. Just boom, shut off the lights. I'll get to those plants within two to four days. Sometimes I'd slowly harvest it, but giving them the dark period. Uh, and it's bro science, I suppose, but some people swear by it. 10,000 percent. Well, the, no, the, there's some science to it and okay. then some misunderstanding about it. Okay. Um, the idea is to harvest your plant while it's asleep. Um, it doesn't have to be like a full 24 or 48 hours of darkness. Just harvest it before it's actually photosynthesizing and woken up during the day. So the, the ideal time to harvest would be like 15 minutes before your lights come on. So gotcha. it's, it's sat in the dark okay, for like 12 gotcha. hours. It's not photosynthesizing anymore. It's doing other metabolic processes. That's the best time to harvest. Are you well-rested, Sleepy? Are you good? <laughs> I mean, Ken, for <laughs> you, 90 days. It's like Ted Bundy, man. Uh, all right. Here's a grower question off dudegrows.com. You guys go check out dudegrows.com. Use the search bar. Look at the grower question. Get some posts up. Communities building. People are helping out. Growers, growers helping growers. It's been awesome. Um, so this is unleaven, or sorry, uneven LED par spread by Weediologist. All right. Hey, DGC. First, and thank you for all the great info you guys provide. Cheers. Uh, Recharge 2, LOL. Uh, when I look at PAR charts for LED lights, I would think the lighting should be an even spread across rather than a hot spot in the middle. I don't understand this. For example, a bar like a Mars Hydro SP250 is 1,000 in the middle and 600 on the sides as far as the PAR ratings. What I don't understand are these chips at an angle towards the middle uh, don't worry, Guru. I don't use Mars no more. <laughs> well, I upgraded to an Optic Slim 600H. Thank you for taking the time to answer my question, VJ. All right, what's up? So it's not that there's the the bars are angled or anything. It's that uh, some of the bars have bars directly next to it, and then next to that, so that there's overlap of the light, and then they they add on to each other as they overlap. Um, so it, it makes sense that you, the ones on the outside near the edge of the tent, uh, are getting 600 because they don't have a neighbor or two neighbors next to them yeah. on the other side that are contributing to the light that's underneath them. They only have what they're putting down. They don't angle any of the lights inwards. Most LEDs, uh, go out at like 150 or closer to 180 degree like angle of throw from the light. So realistically, it's just that it doesn't have light on the other side of it. Um, like all the ones in the middle, like the very middle bar will have three bars on either side that are all contributing a little bit of light towards what goes under that middle light. But each one of those diodes has that big of an angle. 180 degrees is a flat line, man. So yeah, like most, most, of like them, most of them are, are really close to 180 degree throw on wow. them. Wow. Interesting. 
what uh, LED design in space of diodes would be a contributing factor. I mean, I always I've been pitching these rapid LED core 85 bars because I like how it's just a long strip. And granted, if I have like, so I have three of those core bars hanging in a row, they're four foot long in my two by four tent. And so you're saying I'm going to have, even with those, more par in the middle because of the two sidebars than at the edges because they don't have neighbors. So there's no way around it. But does that not give you a better, I mean, the, the further the diodes are apart, are the better spread, like a better par rating? Yeah, like uh, a more even par rating more, across more, canopy? More even across the, the canopy. The, the more, uh, and it's not really spread out because they'll have them pretty closely packed still, but they'll have uh, much more area that they'll cover. Instead of like an HPS where it's that one bulb is the point source of light, right. you have a thousand point sources of light all across the canopy that will give you a much more even coverage. Okay. Okay. I dig. Um, check those out too, guys, for sure. Uh, my go-to lights, or even if you're, if I was going to say for a two by four tent, or even if you need to add, maybe you need to add in a little light on the backside of a tent or a room. Um, those rapid LEDs, core 85s have been rocking. If you go to rapidled.com, coupon code dude, I'm going to try and get some of those for the DGC. i got to email them anyway. But two of my neighbors already want the 2 by 4 tents and those lights. I'm like, hold on. Let me email them, see if we can get like a case discount or something. So Nice. All right. Thanks, Just Coolin, Stone Trout Bum, Chad Westport. Thanks for the comments. Keeping it real in the grow talk. Um, let's go on to another grow talk. Actually, we got a good comment here, Scotty. Talking about your smoking your bong. Okay, right? I'm ready. You said it's too harsh. I think we were talking a show as far as, you know, you don't necessarily like it's hurting on the throat a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, every time I smoke a bong hit, man, you know, fucking, you know it makes me cough, man, you know? I mean, is this bong that crazy? It's not that big. Is Look at the, what is the water brown? I'm fucking with you, man. Most of the time I don't smoke, smoke bong hits because, you know, everybody smokes in, in the after work. Everybody smokes and uh, they end up looking like this. These are the bongs that are around the bakery. So yeah, it's just easier for me to grab a nice clean bowl. But all right, I cleaned the bong. Let's see. You know, someone teach me. I've only been smoking right, bong hits the bong for hit 30 years. Here. Hey, you know what? The first time I ever smoked weed was a bong hit in a parking lot. Scotty <laughs> needs a bong hit. Wait, what was yours, dude? First thing you ever smoked weed out of? First time I ever smoked weed. Mm, it was probably either, I'm probably one of those aluminum one hit batty things that looked like a cigarette. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Trying that, to be undercover. That was the second thing I smoked weed out of. The first one was just gra- like six gravity bongs out of a two, nice. liter, two liter soda bottle. Yeah. It's the first time my parents let me go alone. They said, go check out colleges. And then, like, by like two days later, I was in a parking lot taking bong hits at like midnight. <laughs> yes. All right, let me get to the comment here. This is from Green Scene Grows. It says, Scotty, pack a small pea size hit of flour, okay? Or smaller than that amount of concentrate, obviously, into a water. Okay, I'm, I'm following water. instructions right now, dude. Yes, okay. Into a water pipes bowl, banger, etc. Then light it and inhale it uh, until the smoke just filters through the water, barely starting even to fill the water's pipe chamber. Light and easy hits will be smoother and have more flavor due to the smoke not building up. All right, here we go. Wait, so he says just as it hits the water? He'd draw really lightly on it. Relax and breathe fully in like an inhaler (laughs) open-throated. I think even even there, you let it milk up more than what he's saying to do. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> oh, wait, you failed because it goes, rather than pinching your throat closed because the smoke will dry out, making it tenser, thus leading you to have a cough. You just had the yeah, cough. Yeah, yeah, and it gives me a cough. And I'm doing it oh, again. You, I got to do it. I got to do this till I get it right, guys. I got another suggestion <laughs> for you to try here from, from uh, sorry, who is this in from again? Uh, from Green Scene Grows. Says, if you really want to get the full flavor of flour, from a water pipe or even a regular dry bowl, use a glass rod or even a glass dab stick, quart stir rod, or even a, a what is a boro swizzle stick? Probably boro, borosilicate. I don't know what a swizzle stick is, but I'm assuming it's something you can heat up and then press it to your flour. That's what, yeah, it says heat it with a torch and light your herb with it. It will only light the herb to an amber, leading to less overheating of terpenes and better flavor. Not to mention, lighters tend to add butane taste, which is noticeable when testing it against the glass rod. I've been using these for seven years, Scatty. Now, ever since when concentrates were harder to come by, I wanted more flavor from my herb, and I got the idea after seeing people using ceramic soldering irons and the glow stick. Interesting. I've never tried that. It just seems like way too much work, man. <laughs> All that stuff does. All right, what, what are you saying now? That was too big. You take him what? Is it, how, did, how was that one too big? Uh, I think his idea is to not let it like milk up. So where, where the smoke you- condenses on itself, you just take a very light hit, let it barely come in there, and then pull it. So like now. And then just a nice I – do, I do the slow – Full inhale, slow release, no cough. Give me a fucking joint, man. <laughs> no. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks for the the tips there, though. Uh, green scene grows. Uh, YouTube commenters, I can't just say YouTube commenters. DDC on YouTube, appreciate it. Right. Love reading through the comments. Hey, I enjoyed this one, by the way. I know I'm busting your balls. I did enjoy this. We were fucking around all morning trying to perfect taking the right bong hits. As a matter of fact, it inspired me to clean my bong. thank you that's really fun stuff man i still need a bong guys i still need a bong where should i buy a bong from in canada in british columbia particular who's good glass blower i don't need any crazy elaborate i like solid glass that's for sure something i can put a little ice in as well dude i started getting into glass art just a teeny tiniest bit as to where some folks will show up in the dgc and they'll show us these beautiful bowls you can tell it's not something that's thrown in a drawer where they're like i don't know it's somewhere like mine are they're collected you know what i mean that's that's why they've got those little cushion sacks that they bring their bongs or their pieces in (laughs) there's something special about it i would like to get to know we're in the industry some glass artists man they would also, just <coughs> low-key, glass art is a really good way to launder money. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> All right, moving on with another girl question here. This is adjusting a flowering cycle mid-run by Vin Alone. Whoa. Whoa. All right, so basically, this is a little tricky if you're trying to uh, adjust mid-run. Sorry, I have my screens messed up here. There we go. Um Dudes, long time listening, first time poster coming at you from the great state of Maine. Yeah. As a full-time medical cannabis provider, I grow perpetually through the summer months, which, as we all know, can be the most stressful time for environmental controls. Yes, sir. Hey, do you know I'm anybody in- from Maine? I don't think so. I don't think so. I've met a couple of people from Maine before, and there's something about it, man. I could tell they were from Maine. I could tell something was going on. This is real hard work, very <laughs> stern people. Very cool, but it's like, where are you guys from? 
Oh, I can okay. tell that about New Yorkers and Floridians. This was different. Well. Nothing like that. This was like real <laughs> trustworthy, you know, I'll shake your <laughs> hand and we got a deal kind of people. Fair enough. All right. Full-time medical cannabis provider. We did that. I'm indoor only at this point. My property is too public to grow outdoors. Last winter, I insulated the ceiling to my flower room with R33 in hopes of avoiding the need to run a nighttime flower schedule to keep from stressing my AC during the hot summer days. Hey, it's a grow show, man. What's R33 mean? R is an insulation value. The higher Factor. the Yeah, the higher the insulation value, the better, right? Is like R33 like four-inch foam? Yeah, well, I just mean like, what's it mean? Like 32 times the, the insulating factor of what? I don't know. No insulation? What, Pretty sure. I, yeah, all I remember is like our panels are R2. They're somewhere around R2. So gives minimal insulation, but it does give, I guess, it's double the the insulation that it would give without. I, don't, I really don't know the parameter of it. But R30, as you get up in the R value, it's much more insulated. So R33 is pretty fucking insulated. Yeah, R values represent the resistance to the flow of heat. All right, Scotty. The higher the R value, the greater the resistant and insulating values. It goes both ways, too. <laughs> did you know heat. that, or did you just Google it? Oh, I just Googled it. <laughs> R, R30 is like just general uh, like home fiberglass insulation that got you it. see. Like pretty thick fiberglass insulation. Got it, got it. All right, the question is, right now, my rooms turn on at 10 a.m. and off at 10 p.m. I really, you know... So flowers started June 1st. So far, everything is kosher. 84 degrees average throughout the day, which I'm happy with. My question is if at some point in the summer daytime, temperatures begin to push the temp too high, is there a good way to flip the room to a nighttime flower schedule in the middle of flowering if it becomes necessary? Obviously not ideal, but in the name of maintaining daytime environmental controls, I might have to. Just thanks for all you guys do for the growing community. I learned so much from overgrow.com back in the day. The community, your ability reminds me of that wonderful site. That is so awesome because I learned a ton from Overgrass. Mycorrhizae? What the hell is this stuff? I better get on this, man. But that was such a great resource. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, man. So let's hit this. What are we going to do? We gotta, we're flowering from during the day, but now it's too hot and I want to flower at night and I'm in the middle of flower. I'm already a month in. I got something just quick to say. I never really worried. We used to get hurricanes down in Florida and used to have to worry about the lights going off for two days, three days. As long as you keep things in the dark period, I was always able to recover. The problem with short day flowering plants isn't the dark period getting longer. It's lights interrupting it or light the light period being longer. So your lights coming on at a time you weren't expecting them to. So just one, you're just going to ignore one light cycle. Basically you're going to just give them a dark period for the whole day time that they're supposed to be on. So when the lights are supposed to come on at 10 AM, you're not going to let them. And then you're going to flip them on that night or we're going to wait one full 24 hour dark period. Uh, you're, you skipping the, you're just skipping the 12, 12, 12, 12 dark period. No, no, I'm sorry. No, you're, you're skipping you're the 12, 12 light period. Yeah, right? you're skipping the 12, 12 light period. So okay. if they would normally have come on at 10 a.m., you don't let them. And then they – so they get 24 hours of darkness. It did nor, the darkness from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m., which is normal. And then the lights normally would come on at 10 a.m. You leave them off until 10 p.m. and then have them come on at 10 okay, p.m. Okay, I'm following you. I'm not going to turn them on right that, that first night. I'm going to give them a whole 24 hours of darkness. How long do we know? How long can you leave a plant if you're in a situation where you don't have a generator or something happened 
a grow room in the dark where before it's like, all right, we just, we're going to just, it's more of several days, several Several. days. And it's more of a no grow room or a slow grow room. Um, because you have to think about the energy of plants growing is light without light. Uh, it things metabolically kind of start to fall apart for it. Can you put, would you go there and just put something like, uh, something to extend the photo period an led in there? That's not going to make much lumens. Or it's not going to make make much par, or whatever you want to call it, but it's going to allow the plants to at least wake up. You def- definitely, that would be what you want to do, and that's kind of the idea of like, uh, I guess that extent, it would be like a solar eclipse happening that day, or a really, really, really cloudy day, or a heavy rain day with thunderstorms and stuff. It's essentially the plant will just think it got less light that day, but you still want to keep the photo period if you can, unless you're doing what this guy's trying to do and flip from. The, the 12 hours that your lights are right. on. Pretend a volcano erupted at Lake Titicaca. That reminds yeah. me of two things. You said solar eclipse. One happened in Colorado while I lived there not too long ago. And we went out hiking. and Fake news. Ma- you're like, <laughs> once the sun goes away a little bit, like it just dropped like eight degrees. You're like, damn. Dude, that oh, same solar on. eclipse, I actually drove up to Casper, Wyoming and saw it in totality. It's actually totality. pretty fucking cool. Not going to lie. In its totality? In its totality. <laughs> yes. You'll know what the lights are about when the sun goes out, all right? That's what I say. Oh, God. Even if in Colorado, it's all nice when the sun's shining on you. As soon as that sh- sun goes behind a rock or a cloud, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. We got a grow hack here. A grow hack by Vin Alone again. All right. He, he got the hack Vin up. Vin Alone again. Naturally, popping seeds with a baby wipe warmer, guys. These grow hacks are on dogrows.com, just under the latest. You can go to grow hacks, get your own up. So, as many of us who pop seeds on the reg understand, a wet paper towel is great, but it works much better when kept in a warm, moist environment. Enter baby wipe warmer popping method. <laughs> I, I guess he's on to something here. It is cool. I like this. Keeps them at a perfect temperature, and I have had very, in all caps, few duds, especially from my most expensive packs. So he's just putting his wet paper towel in the baby wipe warmer. Let's just stop with baby wipe warmer for a second. I mean, I didn't realize they had baby wipe warmers, but now think about it. You're wiping your baby's butt. Does he want it nice and perfectly warm? That cold, cold wiping is going to make him cry, and you're going to be up all night. I think they should just retitle these, not just baby uh, wipe warmer, but just, you know, I, you know, I could go for this adult wipe warmer, too. Didn't you have dude wipes? Wasn't that your before a Canadian recharge? Weren't you making dude wipes? I think there are some type of dude wipes out there, actually, to be honest with you. We'll check on the sponsorship, DGC. We're going to get you hooked up. All right. Wait, hold on. You guys didn't jump on the bidet bandwagon with all the coronavirus stuff going around and the toilet paper shortages? Webs. Too much, man. That's too much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I did just find them, Scotty. Dudeproducts.com. I'm suing these people. What do you mean? They're a number one. So <laughs> they got the dude wiper one. <laughs> Don't send toilet paper to a dude's job. Use our dual action. Okay. Wait, were those the same guys with the cock bib? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a, to make know. sure you don't like dribble pee on yourself when you pee. <laughs> they no, got something But I went out on a boat bombs. yesterday. I went out on a boat yesterday and there's definitely a pee funnel for girls. That's a, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. For, uh. 
You just get in the water. Come on, here? man. How did we get here, man? What are we talking about? Fuck you're yeah. on a boat. Dark yeah. periods. <laughs> Baby wipes. <laughs> uh, just get a sportsman bladder. Google it. All right. So let's no. see where we're. Where do we go? Question three. Grower questions. Bringing it back around. This is soil grower, but clones are in cocoa by stone trout bomb. Hey, by the way, we definitely answered this guy's question, right? You just leave the lights off for a day. Yeah, at least good, a good. full 24-hour period. Good. And then turn them back on when app when you when you want, when your neck, when you need it, whether it's 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., you know, whatever. Dude, the bong hits as much as they make me cough. It's like one of those cough to get off. So now I'm extraordinarily stoned. Like I can't even use the mouse. I'm gonna blame it that this is a right-handed mouse and I'm a lefty. So some <laughs> fucked up here. Man. Fair enough. This is uh it's nothing to do with bomb. the fact that I bought it for eight dollars on Amazon. Okay. Told you not to. <laughs> <laughs> Says, hey dude, swap some clones with a local grower, but come to find out they're cloned in cocoa. Should I throw them in my media of choice? ProMix HPCC, which is just a peat with perlite. Um, any issues I'm going to run into in the short term or long term? Thanks for the help. You could totally plant cocoa into peat. You can plant little rockwool cubes into peat. You can do the reverse. You can plant peat into cocoa. It's not the I mean, best. You can plant peat or cocoa into a DWC and a net pot if you need to. So, I mean, there's no issue here at all. I'd actually try to entertain you, Stone Trout Bum, to add more cocoa to that. I've been growing with straight peat for the last three years or so, right. and I'm getting back on my cocoa uh, my cocoa board, man, with like Gorilla Boost coming on board. Uh, their cocoa is awesome. Scotty's running it, but mixing it in with the peat uh, works fucking great. It, it's, it waters in way better when it gets dried out. Um, I'm also liking cocoa to go back to the grow hack with popping seeds. I had way more success popping those seeds, 100% success popping seeds in cocoa versus cocoa peat blend with perlite. It just they did great. So um, no issue here though at all. But add more cocoa, I say. Yeah, I am a fan of cocoa, but have you seen Stone Trout Bum's weed? It kind of it's one of those things. It ain't broke, brother. So just keep doing what you're doing. It's delicious. <laughs> Come on, he's in our dank nugs all the time. I, I know it's no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, definitely. And get uh, if you do get some cocoa, make sure it is a, a quality cocoa. And what like I that said, mean? I mentioned it's, Gorilla it's, Boost. If, but it, that means it's properly buffered, right? What grew help me out with this calcium? <laughs> cocoa is hungry. It, what it'll store potassium. I know, right? Uh, yeah. Well, it has just. The way they're most of them are grown, it'll have excess potassium and sodium in it that we want to replace right. those bond sites uh, with calcium so that uh, you don't have to you cow mag as much with this cocoa. Got it. Got it. That's what we're doing. I, I know that's what buffering is. Buffering is taking the salt and replacing it with calcium, the sodium replacing it with calcium. Yeah, got it. Got it. It's really important to get rid of that sodium. We learned from the dude's uh, hard water or soft water softener. Right. Uh, sodium. <laughs> sodium is is not kind to plants that aren't salt tolerant. So and and almost no, I can't think of any cannabis plants off the top of my head that are salt tolerant to sodium. So yeah, yeah. And so don't be cheap with your cocoa. Actually, you know what I saw on Mike from Gorilla Boost Bags? Since I'm going to show him some love, he's a, he's a pro, loves the show. Um, dude, when he actually makes this, you don't have to wash the fuck out of it to get all that salt out. 
They actually use a process that uses like 20 times less water because water is a fucking, you know, like fresh water is a big thing there. You imagine how pissed they are when they're just using fresh drinking water to wash cocoa? <laughs> Wait, to turn it into salt water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he has a special process that he subscribes to, man, which uses like the most minimal amount of water. It's fucking cool. I appreciate that guy. And Stone Trout Bomb, I believe, is in Michigan, correct, Scotty? Uh, Stone Trout Bomb's in Michigan, yeah. Yeah, check out. I think there's probably a couple of grow gens by your grow generation grow store. They carry the Gorilla Boost cocoa. If you want to get your hands on it, maybe we can facilitate a deal. All right. Well, Scotty's taking a bonger, <laughs> no, a bong hoot. I can't. I'm done. I'm How's done. that bong hoot there, eh? <clears throat> it's cruel. It's cruel and unusual uh, punishment to leave a bong and a bunch of great weed and no other way to smoke. <laughs> and then I'm trying. Look at. Come on. I'm. I'm done. I'm too old, man. I quit. All right. Ooh, we talk about what's going on in our grows. Talk about what's playing on YouTube. If you didn't catch uh, last grow talk, that was our first live grow talk done with uh, some new equipment. Thanks, DGC. Ran pretty smooth. I got a new camera lens coming myself as well as some other technological equipment guru advised me to get. But we're spending that money on making the show production value better, guys. Always trying to up the up the, uh, what do I say, quality, quality of content around here. What's coming, bro- breaking the stoner stereotype at the same time, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, the pros list. Let me tell you about dogrows.com forward slash pros. That's where you find all the coupon codes listed out for the people helping support the show. Uh, if you're picking up some LED light, you want to get on an IPM program with Merlin Bio Innovations. There's a lot of cool companies over there that I personally vouch for. Um, and we've been running their gear. So check out dogrows.com pros today. I wanted to feature Radical Bags. I know I did last grow talk, but he's got these big bags blasting out for hot deals. He's got 100 gallons. So here, I'll give the quick specs on them. The 100 gallon, um, 38 inch diameter. He's got a 200 gallon, a 400 gallon, the 600 gallons all the way up to 86 inch diameter with a 24 inch sidewall. So these are some big ass beds. You can create some great no-till beds. And they're all about looking at this, I don't know, 40 or 45% off at least. Try and use coupon code DUDE with it too. I don't know if you could stack the discounts, but go for it. I actually just talked to a guy on the phone about Recharge earlier today and ended up recommending Radical Bags to him. But the cool part about him was he had the picture, was his plant that was on the first High Times cover that showed a live plant in like 1976. I thought that was really cool. And he's using Recharge. He hadn't heard of fabric bags. It was having some overwatering problems and stuff. So I recommended Radical Bags to him too. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> Gardengearsupply.com is where Radical Bags are. That's R-A-D-I-C-L-E bags. Coupon code DUDE. Check them out. I run them on the outdoor. And it is great. It's almost impossible to overwater in them, depending on your media. I've seen some heavy medias out here. My neighbor plants in like, it's not old. It's like a mix of sand, manure, compost okay (laughs) works like a little compaction huh i mean the sand is definitely helping oh that's not how compaction it's helping oh no i was in the (laughs) drainage sandal adds drainage right that's some heavy soil well it's economical i mean it scales up compared to they're looking at me buying uh 20 25 bags of cocoa and expensive peat and they're like i just get this by bulk and mix it right i got you right i don't think i want to go in straight Mm, I don't. I'm, I'm on the fence about the manure. Shit right. brings the dank. I, but I'm Where's using insect shit. I guess. What, 
We can talk about that uh, quickly. Or I'll save it. Look, you tell me about your grow first, Scotty. What's going on in your grow there? What's going on in my grow is I actually, I don't, did I announce this last time that I have flipped a flower? Uh, no, you did <laughs> Indoors. not. Yeah, I pulled everything, made it all grow laterally. And yeah, I flipped a flower maybe three or four days ago. I am not freaking out about what I'm going to get. But uh, just kind of a little fun project for me, you know. Are you going to uh, make it to harvest? <laughs> Why are you going to be a dick? <laughs> Why you gonna I'm be just a dick? curious. Just We're curious. Just, Real Growers is always expanding. And uh, about 10 minutes before we shot the show, uh electrician comes in. He's like, I don't know, man. You might have to shut your grow room down if you, if, if you want your equipment to work. And I was like, oh. Yeah, we're oh. dealing with some load balancing issues <laughs> yeah. and might not be able to run the AC and the indoor grow during the summertime. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? You can't have, feel bad about that when you got a greenhouse, all right? When I you, have you know? em- emotional attachment issues to poorly run grows, okay? Like, it don't you know, honestly, I don't get emotionally attached to grows because I used to have eight or nine of them or five or six of them, and sometimes you lost them. Sometimes can you size down at all on the inside though? How many watts are you running in lights? And can you run half or less than half just to maintain some the the lights aren't the the problem, it's the The base, it's the air air conditioner. I am fucking size down in lights. I've got a five by nine blown up, and I'm like, I think I got maybe a thousand watts. Maybe. Yeah. You know, with like yeah. veg and everything. The, the I think lights. it's close to 1,200 watts. Okay, so but cool. that's with like crazy amounts of veg and stuff like that. I've got like like ridiculous extra bars going over there. But okay. anyway, we'll see. Thanks for bumming my cloud up, man. Uh, outdoors, <laughs> outdoors looking great. <clears throat> Did we hit them with the Venerate yesterday? We're supposed to be hitting them with the Maroon Bio Innovations. I, filled, I finished my drip system, filled up the reservoir with the new mill. And goddamn, I better get this. Thank God we got that new mill going because Jeremy from Build the Soil, your shit looks fucking great. <laughs> These plants, I haven't touched them, just plain water. And recharge. And recharge, yeah. yeah. They're at least a fucking foot, man. Probably 18 inches, would you say? At, oh, yeah. le- at least that. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Now, the ones that you know, I have recharge only that I just have in regular, actually, it's in Tuper. So they're kind of running out of charge now. It's time to hit them. So they actually all look good, though. I will tell you. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Are you, are you done with your grow? I always get a step on it and just roll with it without you asking about my grow. Oh, I got it. Though. I mean, we're doing a couple other things. That's the indoor grow. In the, okay. in the greenhouse, we have some stuff going on, too. Um, we're adding in or added in a horizontal air mover um, to get some air movement around. It's basically just aimed up at the ceiling, but the fan's big enough it moves. He called a fucking all the Harbor Freight fan a horizontal air mover. Man, all right. I'm used to greenhouses. <laughs> uh, and then it, in addition to that, we've been running into some pretty hot temperatures in that greenhouse. It gets oh, uh, full sun most of the day. It's hot as fuck. Uh, above 90 degrees, probably closer to 100 in there on a 90 degree day out here. Um, so we're going to add in some high pressure misters uh, with that fan so that we can get some evaporative cooling going on. And with those set up properly, you can drop the temperature node uh, greenhouse by like 20 degrees pretty yes. quickly. They're really cool. And stay tuned because we're going to be kind of checking out different things. We know about misters and we know about foggers. Fog is a, the tiniest little water droplet surrounded by a whole bunch of air. So it really helps if you're not trying to get mildew. If you're just trying to cool, 
you can do really cool, good cooling with a fogger. Um, what about evaporative cooling? You're at a, I saw it in my house in Colorado. You're winning because Colorado is hot and dry, which makes an evaporator cooler, which I guess is what you're kind of doing with the misters. Somewhat. You're actually putting these, you can put these all over. So they kind of just dropping right over the plant area and they just kind of fall. And as they fall from the ceiling, uh, they just cool the air. It's, it's okay. kind of neat. So it's th- the same idea as those little fans you can buy, uh, like pump sprayer that has a, a fan on the front of it and blows mist where that's going to allow some evaporative cooling to happen. I mean, and you're right. In Colorado, swamp coolers work really well. In Virginia, I'll be you could never run a swamp cooler. It would never work. Same with like Florida or something like that. Because the swamp cooler, the idea is you just got a fan that's kind of blowing like a wet rag, basically. Yep. Yeah, I've seen like the swamp cooler style, you know, when I'm in hoop houses, you see one end of the hoop house has this wall with water trickling down right. and fans blowing through it. That's just like a big evaporator cooler yeah. way to do things. So say you had like towel strips, you know, where the, the water was trickling down, so a little more surface area. And then there's a fan blowing against that. So the towel's getting cooled. You know, it's got more, it's holding a lot more water because it's in those strips. And then the fan's blowing over more cooled water. So it just, yeah, it's yeah. kind of neat. Endothermic right reactions. Shit's cool. Shit is cool. So <laughs> in my grow. Endothermic reaction. <laughs> it means it takes energy. You got to put in energy for evaporation to happen. So that energy gets spent so that it cooling happens. Yes. I Boom. dig. Science. Are you, you're a science um, guy, man? You're like a hooray at science guy? Me? Oh, yeah. 100%. You know that. <laughs> I like sometimes just being like, oh, man, what was that? Just not knowing. All right, my girl, I'm kind of learning about nutrition with these autos. They're planted in a cocoa peat mix. The peat I used was from, oh, I can't remember the company. It was a real low MPK, really lightly amended, like a one, zero, or point something. So not much nutrition there. Um, and then the cocoa is just straight cocoa. I have watered recharge in to them a couple of times now, but they're, I'm like, they're going to start to need some nutrition. So this product, I'm curious, uh, it's from Gaia Green. It's a Canadian uh, company up here, and this is insect brass. It's got an MPK of 312, I believe. And I was curious on, that's obviously pretty low. I was just saying earlier, I'm not so sure about manure, but insect frass, insect shit, I'm down with. Apparently. Yeah, and but I, th- I think the insects, when they're living, they do... They, they do have nitrogen in their body. So I think that's where the three would come from. I don't think there's anything shady about getting nitrogen from insects. Mm-mm. Well, then I also hopefully some type of systemic response, possibly from the, what, Kytosin guru? So do you think I got? I, I think so, yeah. The idea behind that is that <coughs> if you put chitin into a soil, um, that's a favorable environment for chitin-degrading bacteria to show up. Um, and chitin is the same thing that bug exoskeletons are made out of. So think about it. If there was something around you that dissolved your skin, mm-hmm. uh, you probably would avoid that area. Yeah. Um, that's the same concept with bugs. And then there is also the added uh, – the chitin being around the plant roots, it's sensing and realizing and thinking that it is under attack all around by bugs. So it boosts its own defenses at the same time. So it's a double whammy of like kind of – a 
get the fuck away from here for the bugs and then also a induces a response from the plant to fight bugs better yes it's like when you put blood meal and the, all the animals are like, holy shit, there's dead animals over there. I don't know what the hell happened, but it scares the shit. You put, like, what is it, rabbit? They have, what kind of blood do they have? I think they got rabbit blood. But the rabbits and the deer just stay the fuck away from that stuff, man. They know. It smells like genocide. Well, I know that's... <laughs> I'm not just doing that for my nutrition. I have on hand that was gifted to me a, a last year a one gallon of Medi-1 from Green Planet. It's an MPK of 433. And... I'm not going to rely on this for the whole grow. They're younger. They're not seedlings now, but they're they're young girls. So I'm giving them Medi One like at half strength. So and between that's just that a and the insect, what's up? I'm sorry, that's a one part nutrient. Medi One is. Yeah, where it's going to have my base. Uh, my that's my meat and potatoes. Gotcha. I'm trying to get make sure some cow mags in there. I think it's maybe a fish based. I'm not going to rely on it. I am going to add more phosphorus as I start to watch the plant transition to flowering. But for now. I think this will be my good base. I do have some rainbow nutrients on hand. So since these plants love CalMag, I might add a little more CalMag in there. But so far, looking good uh, out there. I just need the, the, the heat to come. And today, it is up in the mid-70s. So if we stay this way, I'm so stoked to see these plants metabolism just go like, it's time to go, guys. Fuck yeah. So. Fuck yeah. I think we need to have somebody like Chris Trump or, or Jeremy from Build the Soil on to talk that meat and potatoes a little bit. Because, man, maybe you can just be eating, be eating good, nutritious uh, peanuts all day long. What are they, cashews, nuts and legumes? I don't know. But I think the organics might be about just eating little bits of really good nutrition all the time. I mean, yeah, and I want to go more organic next time. I want to have a more enriched soil because my soil is not that enriched. It's cocoa peat and worm. Pretty basic. Um and then I do rely on it since I have liquid newts on hand that I have to use. I get that guilty feeling if I get nobody wants to pour, which I don't do. I don't even know the proper disposal method. If you have bad newts, you don't just pour it down your drain. What do you do? Do you disperse it out, dilute it and spray it on your lawn? But I, I still dumpster, have man. What's that? dumpsters are where you put everything victimless, you know, I still have. Some old BioBiz that, you know, smell test. This smells, it's always smelled. It's good. I still have a, a rack of rainbow nutrients. So this is plants going to be fed synganically. I still have, which I've had for like seven years, Scotty, a bag of bat guano, a high phos guano that I still haven't gone through. So I will put a little bat shit on there because I have it. Don't want it to go to waste. So does it's like bat, going does through. Does guano what, go bad? Would bat guano go bad? I think, I think as long so. as it wasn't stored. I mean, it's still a nice talc, nothing weird in the color change. Just still smell smells it. like bat give, shit. Give it a good smell, man. <laughs> that Get insect frass got a little Wait, that's a, uh, don't inhale no, or try and no. smell bat guanos. That yeah. Realistically, the bat guanos are supposed to wear a respirator. When you yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I was joking with the dude. And I'm sorry if it didn't come across like that. Because putting are, the, we talk about the microbes. When you smell something, you're smelling microbes. They'll smell, you know, particles are coming and hitting your those or whatever whatever now, here's a serious that. question i have to ask the people the growers in the neighborhood is i have another product from guy green it's a fish product um and it's uh pretty high in phosphorus but damn it smells like fish i'm like fuck man where am i top dress my outdoor plants and a bear's just gonna come and like oh, no <laughs> where's the fish uh oh where's so the I'm fish make you tricked me ah. <laughs> That a, a bear could definitely end my entire grow shack experience in one evening. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that uh, that's a good idea or not. I'm thinking I probably should save that for indoor. 
Yeah, I don't know. Indoor fish is fucking. You gotta explain that shit to the wife, man. You do about me for about a day or two. It it brings the funk good. Yes. All right. Yes. Don't forget, guys. Go to dogrows.com. Enter for that door prize. We're still giving away some Tinker Dick Qual from Nerd Genetics. Nerd Genetics. Uh, oh, what was this cross? I had it the other Grow Talk. I found it. It was like Mac with I don't know on the tip of my tongue. But if you Google. Tinker Dick Qual from Nerd Genetics. You'll find some information. Oh, it was Mac uh, with GMO is what it was. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, NerdGenetics.com, I think it is. They're uh, local there where Scotty is and just got a pack handed to you by a friend. So we figured we'd try and hook up the community. Yes, sir. That's how it happens. Anybody can enter to win. Just enter your email to win. Social share. And that's what we got. Um, you got microbes, dude? Yo, Guru's got microbes today. <clears throat> Guru. So we, when we talk about microbes, we're looking in this book and it talks about, you know, you've got bacteria and fungi and you've got these tiny little mites, uh, these micro arthropods and all these like different kind of, of uh, microbes. And a lot of people think that the soil food web starts with the bacteria and fungi that are in a soil when realistically there are viruses that infect bacteria. Um, and can actually, it's how they think that bacteria can evolve and gain new function too. It's through these bacteriophages is what they're called, a yeah. virus that infects a bacteria. Yeah. Um, it implants DNA into the single-celled microorganism um, and then it can actually change its DNA to add in and, and or remove and change function of the bacteria. And by the way, <clears throat> I used to think these things, you know, I'd be Googling bacteria and I would just be like, oh my God, this is the best one. Because they look like the lunar lander, a little lunar lander or, or a very odd like bug from like a movie. And if lunar you think trip. about it, what inspired- Show one if you would. Yeah, I'll, I'll show one. What inspired the lunar lander? Because they didn't have the imaging equipment to be able to see bacteria phages mm-hmm. at the time, but they came up with something that- uh, looks almost exactly the same. And if you think about it at scale, a lunar lander landing on the moon is pretty close to the scale of a virus landing on a microbe. And now, well, now hang on a second. The, the stuff that you can't see, how the bacteriophage actually works, the lunar guy, the little, the little guy in the lunar module gets out. He's probably got microbes from Earth on his spacesuit and everything. Can't be completely microbial free. And then maybe that's how he implants the microbe on the moon. And then all of a sudden the moon gets colonized. With so this microbes. is all relevant if you believe we went to the moon. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's only relevant Touché. if you're really baked, man. But no, it's just amazing. We always talk about how bacteria are morphing. That you know, just a bacillus subtilis on your that's on your feet isn't the same bacillus subtilis that is is being used in technology products and growing. This study also looked at what type of effects this might actually have and how in the real world it is uh, stuff happening. Um, It's that the one they looked at in, in depth was for drought conditions. In drought conditions, the bacteriophages become more prevalent and infect the bacteria, but add function for drought resistance to them. Yeah. So this is like they're saying you can take these bacteriophages, maybe engineer them, you know, and uh, to be able to add function to uh, bacteria or yeah. fungi. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I know it's kind of deep or whatever, but it's trippy. Man. It's the, the the closer you look at things, you can almost always go deeper. It's the same as like a molecule where at first they just thought there was a molecule. Then they found that there were atoms that made up the molecule. Then they found there's quarks that are, well, neutrons, protons, and electrons that make up the atom. There's quarks that make up that. And then they just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, their understanding of things. Same thing with microbiology. This is stuff that until the last 20 years, they didn't have the imaging equipment to be able to see it. Or it's really hard to test for bacteriophages in soil. It's like readily, easily to, to do in water or from like the human microbiome. But in soil, doing it through a slurry test, they're trying to find new ways to be able to actually look at these and see the functions that they can have. I was fucking thinking that. I was honestly thinking that, man. You said what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. All right, guys, I, I love microbes. Hey, by the way, they, we were talking about hanging out at the lunch truck, the construction worker friends, and hanging out and having conversations with them. These are these are my lunch truck friends, man. These are the, the folks I get to work with, and I love having conversations with y'all. And uh, Guru, that was a good one, brother. That was a good one. I for, dig, for, I dig. For a microbe guy, all right? <laughs> If you want your own microbes, realgrowers.com will hook you up. Everybody can try out coupon code DUDE over there. Amazon Prime, search Real Growers Recharge. Canadian Growers of the Plant, uh, rechargecanada.ca has cleared customs back in stock any day, guys. Uh, so other than that, man, are we, are we ready for some shout outs? Dogrows.com forward slash support. Be the DGC. What show? Whoa, you just trying to skip the memes though? We got some memes oh, on this show. I'm <laughs> not used to memes on Grow Talk Guru. What do you got? Thank you, because they're oh, so shit. good. Thank you for putting a couple on here, man. All right, we do have a couple good <laughs> memes. This is Dabby Bullman, and it says, Yo, dude. Oh, no, Danny McBride. Sweet mullet. <laughs> when Danny McBride is complimenting your hair, bro. Man, oh, I don't know. Hilarious. You might be on his own. You'd hang out with him, right? I could see you guys when you make it, for dude. Sure, for sure, for sure. I think they might be getting a mullet cut today, though. So enjoy the last few, <laughs> few moments. And then we got overexposed <laughs> to the sun by Sam Sampson. Remember, we were uh, talking about the worst jobs that we had, and Guru was talking about fucking roofing. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a good representation of my vapor pressure uh, deficit while I was doing that. <laughs> to say Guru's VPD while roofing, and it's just one of those skeletons. It looks kind of real. I'm smoking a joint, <laughs> sweating. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Man, that is All creepy. Right. That's what we look like inside, bro? Apparently. I got to get out of here, man. I think your blood is blue until it comes out as well. Dude, man, that rib cage looks like some legit, no? All right, we'll put in the bag with some shout outs here. I'm gonna get up to Jerry Daydream and Freak Fish. Sorry, you gotta go. I'm still looking at which, like how big the worm bones are, man. All right, I got Drogue Rose and Big Big Toe Rose. All right. Oh, Gorilla Grow Tent, what's up? And Wander. Dude, I sat next to this guy on a plane to the Emerald Cup. That's the Smile Wiper and the Dom. Nice. Can't find my ashtray, but it's a good time to, to lose your ashtray, I guess. No uh, I got you. Give me terpenes and OC Dev, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Guys, stay higher, my friends. Check out dogrows.com and, uh, yeah, try and scare yourself. I hid in the closet the other day when the wife came home from work to change. I, I almost gave up my bong today. <laughs> uh, meaning I scared her very well. All right, guys. 
Jibber jabber, we're out. He's out. Figure he's a demon. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads and natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Just look at how he's been